Hallelujah. Magnify the Lord. Let's give him praise and let's give him glory. Come on, let's give him praise and let's give him glory on tonight. For he is good and he is worthy to be praised. Listen, I want you to real quickly connect to somebody all across this building and I want us to corporately pray together. And I believe that the presence of the Lord is already here so we don't have to summon him. Neither we have to beg him, but I believe God wants to do something in this place on tonight. And I want you not only to pray for yourself, but pray for the hand that you hold tonight. Let's do it right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you. Thank you, God, for waking us this morning. We're in our right minds. Got the activity of our limbs. Thank you for covering us all night long, for protecting us, sustaining us. The week is almost over, God, and you've been good. We say thank you, Lord. We bless you. We magnify you. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be lifted up. We ask you, God, to have your way in this place. Move by your spirit in this place. Set the captive free. Deliver, heal somebody even on tonight. In the name of Jesus, strengthen my neighbor, Lord. Touch my neighbor. Build my neighbor up to where they're torn down. God, I'm asking that you bless my neighbor. Favor my neighbor right now in the name of Jesus. Do something supernatural in this room tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you for incredible leaders. I'm asking that you do all these things. God, use me one more time in your son Jesus' name I pray. And the people of God, loose that hand and give God the greatest praise you can. If that's your great praise, that's sorry. That I wish I had somebody to magnify the Lord, somebody to praise the, come on church. Hallelujah. 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 Now, while you're clapping and standing, let's do it one more time. Let's give God praise for the leaders of this house. Bishop B, Lady, Dr. Veronica B. Come on, we can do way better than that. 31 years. My God. 41. You said 41? Okay. Listen, I'm trying to last this year. All right, y'all, okay, you ain't got to look at, look at me all you want to. I'm trying to last as a pastor this year. <laughs> but God has sustained them, God has kept them, and they are continuing to do the work of the ministry in the earth. And I believe God is not through with them yet. I wish the winning church would shout because God ain't through with them yet. Oh, I ain't got no shouters in here. I'm trying to wonder where I'm at. I wish the winning church would shout because God ain't through with them yet. That means if God's not through with them, God ain't through with you either. I wish I had. Because it flows from the head down. If he do it for them, he's going to double it for you. Hallelujah. Thank God for them. Thank God for uh, the anointing that rests upon their lives. Thank God for their leadership. Thank God for what they do. I am a part-time member. As I come out here on Sunday mornings and we have church. In this place on Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, we have church in here, and I am so glad and grateful and honored and humbled to be standing in your midst. 
Out of everybody, Bishop could have chose to preach the word of God, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is an honor for me to be up here to my wife who was here with me supporting. Thank God for her. Amen. Listen to one of now my best friends. And uh, I'm so glad he's here. And uh, he's looking around because he don't know who I'm talking about. But I am so glad he's here. Been in so many transitions in my life, and I needed him, and he's been right there. That's my own daddy, my father, the bishop. Love this guy to, to life. Him and my mama, see, I call her. Thank God for you both. God bless you both. My mom is here. Woo! When you get my mama in church, you know I got to, I got to preach hard because my mother is in church on a Thursday night. I got to preach hard, y'all. <laughs> Thank God for mama. Sister Judy being with her. Thank y'all for coming and being a part to another mentor of mine, Pastor Slater. I love you, man. Appreciate you coming through. Amen. Being a part of this. All right. All of that is over. Hagar chapter 2. Verse number 9. Hagar chapter 2 is familiar scripture. Verse number 9. To one of the greatest singers, I think, in the world, who just happens to be my sister. I told them in the back, truth is, I think that's why y'all came. Because uh, y'all know Tiffany was coming in <laughs> to one of Robins to the church on tonight. I think I really think that's why some of y'all here, because y'all know Tiff was coming. I'm just blessed to be a part of the service. But she, I'm her biggest fan. I love her so much. Every time I hear her sing, man, I'll be about to jump out and slap her across the face or something because God has gifted and anointed her uh, to do. And the one thing I am, I believe that's what our family taught us, not to be jealous of one another. Amen. We taught us to support one another. She know I love her to life. Hagar chapter 2, verse number 9. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. It says, the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Thank God for the reading of his word. May that bless our souls on tonight. If I were to use for a thought, it would be in expectation of greater. That's what I want to talk about tonight. In expectation of of greater. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. When I consider this statement that I have made unto you or this concept, the foundation of it is predicated upon faith foundation of what I've suggested unto you is based on faith. And all of us, because you have a preacher, pastor, bishop, father, who has taught you and helped you to understand faith. Matter of fact, the woman of God that was up here just earlier talked about how she's seen something logically and because she didn't comprehend it from a spiritual perspective, 
God had to show her through the man of God by faith how he was able to do it. We all understand what faith is. Hebrews 11 and 1 says faith, now faith, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which means faith can't be compromised. It has to be active in its present because it is called or is suggested now faith. But then faith that can't be tested is a faith that can't be trusted. Which means, I believe this is what God does, he steps out of the parameters of our lives, allows things to take place in our lives to intensify our faith. I believe that God steps back and allows certain things to happen, not to destroy you, not to make you look bad publicly, not to cause havoc in your life, because he loves you so much, but he is sovereign enough to step back from uh, the place that he's in, in your life that your faith intensifies. Because he wants to see how bad you can trust him in the midst of what you're going through. Everybody can talk about how great God is when you have. Can you talk about how great God is when you're going through a valley? Everybody can suggest how great God is when things are going great. But sometimes God has to step back out of your life in order for your faith to be intensified. When I think about this, I think about expectation and the word expectation and hope they work hand in hand but hope is optimism it is almost like suggesting I'm hoping for something you're giving it an option it may happen or it may not but when you have expectation expectation is a more so strong belief which says I have no doubt in my mind that regardless of what goes on around me, what I believe is going to happen regardless. Why do we have this type of audacity? Why do we have this type of courage? Why do we have this type of confidence in, uh, in the, we don't have it in an entity. We have it in the God that we serve. Come on, y'all. We have it in a God that we've yielded and submitted ourselves to. We have it in a God who is Alpha and Omega. We have it in a God who is the beginning and the end. We have it in a God who is El Shaddai. We have it in a God who's Jehovah Jireh. We have it in a God who understands. We have it in a God who is the self-existing God, which means before there was anything, there was God. But then we have it in a God to where you've experienced much in your life yourself to know what God is able to do 
and what God is able to pull you through. I need you to do something for me and high five your neighbor and say, neighbor, I've been through enough experiences to where the preacher don't have to tell me who God is. I know him for myself. I've been through enough hardship to where nobody has to explain to me who God is. I have a personal relationship with God and I know if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I feel my help now, I know I wouldn't be standing here in the midst on tonight. I wish I had somebody that would lift your hands and open your mouth and say I'm in expectation something is going to manifest because I got a testimony I got a testimony I should be dead. I got a testimony I shouldn't have made it. I got a testimony I should have been crazy. I got a testimony and I'm not talking about grandmama's testimony. I'm not talking about daddy or mama's testimony. I have my own story. He's been too good for me to give up on him and not expect him to do it. Help me Lord. I, I know him for myself. I know him for myself. Hagar chapter 1. Because in order for me to talk about Hagar chapter 2, I got to deal with Hagar chapter 1. Dr. Slater's in the building. My dad is in the building. I got to talk about Hagar chapter 1. The Jews are coming out of Babylon captivity into their own land. 18 years. They've been in this. But out of the 18 years, 14 years, they've neglected to build the temple. And because they've neglected to build the temple, God sent a famine in the land. Because they neglected to build the temple. Well, Pastor Boone, why did they neglect to build the temple? I'm glad you asked. Because by the time they get back to their own land, the Samaritans hired counselors to weaken their hands. I'll take my glasses off so I can preach like I feel it. The, the Samaritans hired counselors based on envy to weaken their hands. Dr. Slater, you are scholar in the word. Counselors don't come to fight in battle. Counselors don't put a sword to your neck. Counselors don't have shields. All counselors do is talk. I'm going back to the car. The only thing counselors do is talk, which means uh, they were weakened based on what they heard. Lord, your boy needs some help in this room because that's sometimes a lot of church folk. The reason why they can't continue and do the work of the ministry in the house is because of talking. It's because of what they hear. Ain't nobody put a gun to your head and tell you to stop. Ain't nobody put a knife to you and tell you to stop. You let somebody say something about you and it made you almost quit. I know I ain't talking to everybody in this room, but I'm talking to a couple people in here on tonight that would say sometimes it was what I heard that slowed me down. It was what I heard that caused me to almost say I'm done with church. It was what I heard and it didn't come from the pulpit preach bone. It came from the pew. It was what I heard that almost caused me to say I quit. 
I wish I had somebody in here that would high five your neighbor and say neighbor. That's why I got to do this myself. I can't do this based on people. I can't do this based on anybody around me. I got to go if I got to go by myself. That's why prophet Haggai uh, in verse number seven says consider your ways. What made you do it in the beginning? Was it people that made you do it in the beginning? Was it a support system that made you do it in the beginning or was it your heart? And I ain't talking to everybody but I wish I had some people that say I got the heart to do this. I wish I had somebody pull on your neighbor and say neighbor I got the heart to do this. I may not get a pat on the back. I may not get encouragement. I may not have a prayer partner but I got the heart to do that's why nobody have to pump and prime me to do for God. Nobody have to text me to see if I'm going to make it to church. Nobody have to text me to see if I'm going to go to prayer meeting. Nobody have to reach out to me and make sure I'm in the house of the Lord because I'm not doing this for a person. Yeah, I'm doing this for God. Y'all looking at me crazy. I need you to touch somebody around you and say I'm doing this for God. Come what may, I'm doing this for God. Matter of fact, though he slay me, yet will I trust. I'm doing this for God. That's why I'm here on a Thursday night. Because I'm doing this for God. Hey God says, consider your ways. What direction are you going? Because your house is built and my house look a mess. Lord help me in here. You got a roof over yours. And my house Look at this. Why? What direction are you going? Then he says, verse number eight, go up to the mountain. I got some wood. Now, I just told you in the beginning of this, I told you there was a famine in the land. God tells him through Haggai, go up to the mountain. I got wood. Famine means there is no resources. Lord, help me in here. That means there's nothing in the land. But God sometimes preserve because you do what he's called you to do. And I ain't talking to everybody, but it looks like sometimes everybody around you is crumbling. But God sustains your life. I wish I had somebody who could be a real witness with me that would tell the truth. Out of everything that happens in this world, God still holds you together because he'll preserve for you when you say yes to him. He'll preserve for you when you continue to work for him. He'll preserve for you when things are going crazy in your life. He'll preserve. For you. He'll hold for you. I feel like shouting in this church. I wish you would shake somebody's hand and say, neighbor, he'll hold it for me. He's helped my finances. He's helped my household. He's helped my children. He's helped my family. He's helped my husband. He's helped my wife. While Everybody's going crazy. He'll hold for you. I wish I had somebody who had a real testimony that would shake somebody's hand like you're going to shake it off and say, neighbor, I got a real testimony that I shouldn't have made it through the pandemic. <laughs> I shouldn't have made it through COVID, but he preserved for me. I shouldn't have made it through everything I've been through, but he preserved for me. I shouldn't have made it how I made it, but he... 
He held it together. I wish you would touch three people and say he's holding it right now. That's why I ain't worried about the government. That's why I ain't worried about the president. That's why I ain't worried about the city. That's why I ain't worried about nothing because he'll hold his elect. He'll hold his e Good God Almighty, I feel that. He'll sustain your life while your neighbor's crying. That's why he told, Lord, help me in here. That's why he told, he told them Israel in Amos chapter 9, it won't be long now. Lord, I wish I had somebody in here that would look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the reason why I'm not going crazy, because God's going to hold me. The reason why I'm not going under, because God's going to hold me. Matter of fact, any minute now, he's going to open my eyes. Any minute now, he's going to blow my mind. Any minute now, he's going to make a way. Any minute now, he's going to cause a breakthrough to happen in my life. Behold, then, 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 Zerubbabel, Joshua, the Spirit of God, hit Zerubbabel and Joshua. Zerubbabel was a governor. Joshua was the high priest. But Zerubbabel's name means seed of Babylon. But when you need God to do something, you ain't worried about no background. You ain't worried about no ethnic group. You ain't worried about you being an atheist and me being a Jehovah's Witness. At the end of the day, all of us got to call on God at one point in our life. I wish I had somebody that would look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I ain't worried about your job status. I ain't worried about how much money you made. I need God to move on my house. And if two or three gathered together in my name, he's one. I wish I had somebody that would pull on your neighbor and say, neighbor, we got to connect. Cause I need God to move before I get home. We both got to shout tonight. Cause I need God to move by tomorrow. We both got to open our mouths. I wish you would grab somebody. And I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. Grab somebody and say, neighbor, if you open your mouth and I open my mouth, surely you'll be here before midnight. Surely you'll be delivered by midnight. Surely your children will come out of that situation. If we come together, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. Tell somebody, tell somebody you got to do it together. The season of isolation is over. I need to talk. I need to tell somebody who's been consistently trying to isolate yourself, talking about, I can handle this. I can do this. No, you can't. Uh, that's why you need the Spirit of God. But God says, forsake not to assemble yourselves together. That's why you got to be in church every time the church doors are open because it's something when you can get uh, from the anointing of God. I wish you would shake somebody's hand and say, neighbor, I need you. I, you need need me and we're a part of God's body 
So, Haggai chapter 2. Haggai chapter 2. I see three points in the text and then I'm done. Number one, he commands, God through the prophet Haggai, he commands in the midst of division. He says in verse number nine, latter shall be greater than of the former. Well, just like Ezra, as far as when Haggai was a child, he understood that there was some in Ezra weeping for the former glory because they knew the former and then there was some praising that sent a mixed sound in the atmosphere. So Haggai had to tell them, the silver is mine. I wish I had somebody read the Bible. The gold is mine. While you so caught up in what happened, you are almost missing what I'm about to do. I'm going to hit it one more time. While you so caught up in what happened, you're almost missing what I'm about to do. Yes, we should have a memory to think of how God has blessed us. But surely we shouldn't be consumed in the memory that we can't move forward. Isaiah said, forgetting those things, forgetting the former things, behold, I do a wish I had somebody to scream at your neighbor and say neighbor God's doing a new thing and he's doing it right in the winning church we gonna shout for the years tonight but we gonna march into the new we gonna praise for what he's did tonight but we fixing the praise in the new I wish I had somebody to shake your neighbor's hand and say neighbor it's time for something new it's time for something commands in the midst of a divided congregation because I need y'all to understand it is God that's getting the glory it's not about a building it's not about a temple it is about God's glory being revealed the second point second point is he not only commands in the midst of vision, but he covers during destitution. He says, and in this place, I will give peace. He says, in this place, I will give peace. Because I knew uh, where I was coming, I had to understand what peace means. Peace, peace is the Hebrew word shalom. Uh, which is a lasting righteous order. So what God was saying is, I may not end the situation, but I'm going to sustain you while you're in it. This side got it. I, I'm going to have to try this side. I may not end the conflict, but I'm going to sustain you with the peace. While you're in it. And I wish I had somebody that would tell the truth. We're in conflict now in our world in the United States. But he's sustaining us with the peace. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding 
understanding. Sell God your heart and your mind. I wish you would pull on somebody and say, neighbor, he's going to sustain your life. I need somebody to pull on your neighbor and look at him real good and say, he's going to sustain your life. It doesn't matter what you go through, what you deal with. God's going to hold your life together. I wish I had somebody that would pull your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's going to sustain your life. How in the world you think you're stable right now? Out of all you've been through, you should be crazy. But God has a way of sustaining your life. He has a way of keeping your mind at peace because you have your mind stayed on him. In spite of everything you go through, God holds your life. I might as well go on and shut it down to y'all. I need you to grab one more person in this room and say, neighbor, he's going to sustain your life. The rest of this year, don't you worry about nothing. The rest of next year, don't you worry about nothing. If you praise right now, tonight, God's going to stay sustain the rest of your life. If you shout right now, tonight, God's going to sustain the rest of 2024. Because God has a way of moving. That's why the Bible says, Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. I need you to grab one more person and say, Neighbor, we might as well shout right now. Even if the battle don't be over, he's still going to hold us. Even if the battle don't be warned. He's still going to hold us because that's a winner's perspective. We said we are winners. A winner's perspective is regardless if, if I win or not, I'm still a winner. I wish you would pull somebody and say neighbor, we going to win anyway. I might as well let this thing go, y'all. I need you to shake some mounders hand and look at them real good and say neighbor. No, you got to say it just like me, for real, y'all. Do it. Look at them real good and say, neighbor, we going to win anyway. Did you say it like I told you to say it? Look at somebody and say, neighbor, we going to win anyway. Because God's going to sustain our lives. Even in the midst of destitution, he's going to continue to cover us. But my last and final point is, is he's committed to the manifestation of his decree. I said he's committed to the manifestation of his decree because he said it. That settles it. And there's nothing nobody can do about it. He said the latter shall be greater than of the former. God is such a God that he cannot lie. And he's such a God that he cannot deny himself. Whatever he said is already done. I need you to pull on somebody now and say, neighbor, if he said you are healed, it's already done. If he said you are delivered, it's already done. If he said you are blessed, it's already done. If 
he said you'll have more it's already done and can't a demon a devil a witch a warlock a snake nor a serpent do anything about it it may be delayed for you but it's not denial because it's already done high five your neighbor and say neighbor there is a promise over my life and greater's gonna hit my life greater's gonna hit my children greater's gonna hit my body greater's gonna hit my family greater's gonna hit my finances and I'm not waiting until the battle is over to give God praise I'm gonna shout right now like I already got it like it's already done. I wish I had somebody right now to begin to lift your hands and open up your mouth and claim it for yourself. Claim your healing. Claim your deliverance. Claim your breakthrough. I ain't got nobody ready in here. I wish you would step out in the aisle. And matter of fact, get in the front now and begin to claim it now. Cause it's already done. I'm not waiting till 2024 for God to move on my life. I'm not waiting until next year for God to move on my family. I claim it now. And I'm in expectation that it's already done. You ought to grab your neighbor and say, neighbor, will you shout with me? Because it's done for us. Will you praise with me? Because it's done for us. It's already done. It's already done. I wish I had somebody in this room that would begin to run to the front now and say, I'm going to praise the Lord because I know it's already done. I ain't got nobody ready for me tonight. I'm going to give God glory because I know it's already done. I'm going to praise because I know it's already done. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Haven't even to the heart of man the things God has prepared. Do I got somebody in here who said, I'm not waiting on tomorrow. I want my healing now. I'm not waiting on next week. I want my deliverance now. I wish I had somebody to run up here and say, I'm going to get it now. 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 Yeah. I'm going to get it. This should be. Thank you for having me. Bishop B, Lady Veronica B, thank y'all for having me. I read the history of the text. What I discovered was Herod remodeled the temple. He wanted it greater than Solomon's temple because the entity or his intention was to create it for Jesus' coming. Because Jesus, years later, visited the same temple. 
Worship. I wish I had somebody in here. Worship in the same temple. That's why it was greater. Because his presence was in the temple. Pull on your neighbor and say, neighbor, the reason why it's greater for you because his presence is in the temple. I ain't talking about a building. I'm talking about a temple. His presence. That's why Paul said the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Shep. 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 Quicken your mortal box. He's in the temple. He's in the temple. Yeah. Yeah. your neighbor. Not only you who got greater. If you ain't got it, don't touch your neighbor. Touch your neighbor. I'd say neighbor, after tonight, the struggle you've been through, you won't see it again. Because greater walks with you. Greater talks with you. Greater tells you you are his arm. Thanks be unto God that gives us the victory, that causes us to triumph. Greater's already in you. Tell every devil in your house, greater is already in me. Tell every devil on your job, greater is already in me. Tell every devil in your community. It's already in 
devil is already in you. He's not on the way. He's already here. You're thinking he's on the way, but he's already here. The greater is already here. Tell somebody it's not on the way. It's already here. It's already here. I'm giving you two seconds. I ain't gonna do y'all do shout music. But some of you need to release something in the atmosphere because you go back home to a fight. And some of us forgot what's on the inside of us. So when I count to three, I want you to begin to open your mouth, shout, scream, run, whatever you need to do. I need you to do it right now. One, two, three, come on. Greater is already. I will not be controlled by the devil. I will not be controlled by medication. I will not be controlled by sickness. I will not be controlled by mental struggles. I will not be controlled by emotional struggles. Greater is already in me. I want y'all to go for it because somebody need to dance this one out. One, two, three, go! That's it, brother. That's it. Get, get it, brother. Get it. You better, you better get it.
and open up your mouth and give God glory right now. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm done. I have, and I'm saying this in the winning church. I have made it up in my mind. And I'm going to do what God has assigned me to do. And I'm going to be great. Because greater I said, y'all fussing about the atmosphere, splendor of God. We're fixing to see the physical presence because we're going to see Jesus. God in reincarnation, God in redemption. Y'all fussing about something. Y'all mourning over something. And what we're fixing to see is revival. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but you're saying I am going to do what God tell me to do and I'm going to be great. I want you to come to the altar. Let's pray together.